This is The Space Shot, episode 274 for February 12th, 2018. Venera 1, Halka, and we've got a budget request. I'm John Molnix. On February 12th, 1961, the Soviet Union launched the Venera 1 spacecraft on a mission to Venus. Missions to other planets in our solar system were, and still are, a tricky business. Of the first ten missions to Venus, only one was a total success. Two missions were lost due to spacecraft failure, while seven met a fiery fate in various types of launch failures. Venera 1 made its way to within roughly 62,000 miles of Venus, Just for reference, the distance from Earth to the Moon is 238,000 miles and change. Venera 1 didn't return any scientific data during the flyby because radio contact with the probe was lost. The spacecraft did make three successful communications with Earth during the trip to Venus, however. These brief instances allowed Soviet scientists to gather data on solar wind and cosmic rays along the path of the probe. Venera 1 stood 6 feet 8 inches tall and was over 3 feet wide. For those of you that like Star Trek, it looks like a bulked up, more rotund version of the Nomad space probe from the original series episode, The Changeling. During the Cold War, the race to develop rocket technologies that were capable of launching the largest and most deadly nuclear weapons was ahead at full speed. The American Mariner 1, which was destroyed during a launch, weighed in at only 447 pounds compared to the 1,419-pound Venera 1. The Soviet Union enjoyed a lead in booster payload for a short time, but eventually NASA caught and surpassed the Soviets. The race to send a spacecraft to Venus meant that there were numerous attempts before and after Venera 1. The Soviet Venera 1, American Mariner 1, and a Soviet Venusian lander all ended in failures, either from a booster or spacecraft malfunction. Eventually, the United States would conduct a successful flyby of Venus on August 27, 1962. A decade later, the Soviet Union made history with the first operational Venusian lander, Venera 7, which landed on the surface of Venus in March of 1972. The immense pressure and heat on the surface of Venus mean that any spacecraft that touches down only has a short time to function before it succumbs to the elements. Let's head back to an Earth orbit for the next mission. We've had some science-centric episodes lately, so here's a Japanese science mission that I found interesting. The HALCA, or Highly Advanced Laboratory for Communications and Astronomy Satellite, was launched on February 12, 1997. This satellite was dedicated to very long baseline interferometry radio astronomy. An interferometer is formed when two or more telescopes in different places are linked together to create what functions as one larger telescope. Usually, the telescopes that are linked together are ground-based and spread miles or hundreds of miles apart. What made HALCA so interesting was that it was a space-based radio telescope that was connected with ground-based radio dishes. 
According to NASA, this created a virtual radio telescope with an aperture of 30,000 kilometers or 18,641 miles, which is a very long baseline indeed. The satellite exceeded its planned mission life and provided eight years of service before being decommissioned in 2005. Earlier today, NASA's budget request was released. There's some cuts, most notably to education and the W-1st mission, as well as the ISS. Planetary science saw a modest boost, up to $2.234 billion. Jason Davis with the Planetary Society has a quick summary that provides a solid overview of what's up with the budget request. Davis notes that the EPIC camera on the Discover spacecraft is terminated under this budget proposal. We just talked about Discover in yesterday's episode, specifically the EPIC camera, so imagine my disappointment when I read this news. In the budget, there is emphasis on expanding commercial capabilities, and I find that intriguing. The Falcon Heavy may have flown years after Elon Musk had hoped for, but in the foreseeable future, it will be the most powerful rocket in operation. How NASA utilizes this capability is something that I'm very interested in watching over the coming decade. Here's an intro to the NASA Fiscal Year 2019 budget request that I want to read here. I'll link to the full documents in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Quote, NASA is focused on its core exploration mission and the many ways that the agency returns value to the nation through knowledge and discoveries, deepening partnerships with industry and other nations, finding solutions to tough problems, and inspiring the next generation. This budget places NASA at the forefront of a global effort to advance humanity's future in space and draws on our nation's great capacity for innovation and exploration to raise the bar of human potential and improve life across the globe. The budget provides for $10.5 billion for a focused exploration campaign, building emerging commercial capabilities as well as on the Space Launch System and Orion. This budget expands exploration by one, pursuing a cislunar strategy that establishes U.S. preeminence to, around, and on the moon, and two, facilitating development of a commercial space economy. NASA will engage with partners through non-traditional partnerships, commercial service purchases, and expanded international cooperative agreements. It will be interesting to see what the specifics of this cislunar strategy are, other than to, around, and on the moon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd really love if you could share this podcast with anyone you know that likes podcasting, history, or space. I'd also appreciate it if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me at John Mulnick's pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. To everyone that's subscribed, thank you very much for doing that. I've noticed a big uptick in the subscribe rate for episodes over the past few weeks, so I appreciate it. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the links in the show notes and you'll find me. Tomorrow, I've got a Star Trek Discovery season recap and a little bit on what I've been reading. 
I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.